from the newsroom of Impact Alpha. This is your Impact Briefing for Friday, August 26th. I'm Monique Aiken. Today, Dennis Price shares a conversation with Havel Rodriguez of New Majority Capital about how a democratic approach to fundraising is putting wind in the sails of new impact fund managers. But first, here's what you need to know from the week in impact investing. The crusade against ESG is hurting businesses, taxpayers, and retirees. Impact Alpha calls it risk washing. The coordinated campaign among Republican governors and state treasurers to bar the consideration of environmental, social, and governance risks puts state and local assets at risk. Texas's ban on banks with ESG investment practices has already cost that state's taxpayers more than a half a billion dollars in extra fees. It's World Water Week, and Impact Alpha highlighted innovations that are disrupting wastewater management. In Kentucky, Electromet removes heavy metals with a chemical-free process. Zwitterco is deploying membranes to treat organic and oily wastewater and capture chemicals for reuse. 120 Water makes digital tools to monitor the presence of lead, copper, and other toxins in drinking water. The global wastewater treatment market is expected to reach more than $460 billion by 2030. And Taringa Capital is building an impact ecosystem in West Africa with risk capital. The Dakar firm does private equity. It deploys venture capital. It helps small businesses get investment ready. It's building an investment arm for informal and micro businesses. Such category crossing could provide a roadmap for impact fund managers in other frontier and emerging markets. Carbon capture and removal are hot. Carbon Direct raised $60 million to help partners connect with carbon removal tech. Its team of 30 scientists advises governments and businesses such as Microsoft. Boston-based Mantle is developing carbon capture technology for boilers and furnaces using molten salt. Recycling the heat can reduce carbon capture costs by half, the company says. The engine invested in Molten's $2 million seed round alongside New Climate Ventures. And we're all going to be eating bugs, or at least animals that eat bugs. Bangalore-based Loopworm raised $3.4 million from investors, including the agri-food impact investor Omnivore, to expand its network of farmers in India who raise insects on food waste. Loopworm processes the bugs into animal and pet feed, as well as oil. More emerging impact investment firms are turning to crowdfunding using platforms such as Republic and WeFunder to overcome historic barriers to fundraising. Impact Alpha's Dennis Price caught up with Havel Rodriguez of New Majority Capital to hear how the fund manager is doing just that. Havel, you're a founding partner at New Majority Capital. Can you explain that name and explain a bit why you started the firm? Yeah, so New Majority Capital is focused on helping close the racial and gender wealth gap by essentially enabling Black, Indigenous, people of color, and women uh, become small business owners and get onto this path of economic mobility. And, you know, we specifically chose the word New Majority because we don't want to use the word minority. It, it just has different negative implications. Um, and so, you know, we're all about inclusivity. We're all about economic mobility. And it's it's not only working with people of color, but also with, you know, white male-owned or female-owned small business owners and helping them transition as well. 
will you be investing in those businesses, providing support? What's the what's the what's the model? Yeah, so we are doing something different when it comes to entrepreneurship, right? We are not talking about traditional entrepreneurship about starting a business from scratch. What we are what we're doing and what we're promoting is this concept of entrepreneurship through acquisition, which is basically acquiring an existing business from a retiring business owner. You know, there's this silver tsunami of baby boomers retiring, you know, running businesses doing half a million to one and a half million and plus in EBITDA. And so we want to help transition those businesses over to, again, people of color and women. And we're running three programs, essentially. One is an awareness campaign and a skills training program to just make more people aware about this path of, of entrepreneurship and then give them the skills they need. And then the second piece is, yeah, to your question earlier, is about capital, providing them access to non-extractive capital so they can get on this path. So entrepreneurship through acquisition, and then they would go on to lead that company that they... Interesting. Yeah, exactly. You know, compared to a startup, I mean, there's there's cash flow on day one, right? They don't they don't have to live on ramen. They don't have to go pitching angels and venture funds. You know, we provide the acquisition capital. They come in, they run the business, and they can grow it or they can you know, run it as a lifestyle business. So you're raising money for New Majority. Um, you're taking a non-traditional route to bring in early capital to the firm, um, which you wrote about in an excellent guest post last week in Impact Alpha. Can you can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, I think everything we do is sort of outside the traditional lines of where things are done. Uh, you know, we, we intentionally chose to go through the V-Funder community round to raise money in new majority capital. We're not raising money in the fund on, on V-Funder. We're raising money in the entity new majority capital. Uh, and we're doing that essentially to help us you know, get the operational capital we need to stand up new majority capital to build the track record and then to have the ability to do the GP commitments when, we are, when, when we're raising the fund. Uh, but the reason we're doing this is, is threefold. One is, you know, we want to create a community of stakeholders who believe in our mission, right? And so that, there's this whole concept of community rounds. And that's exactly what we're trying to do is build a community of stakeholders who like our mission who can recommend uh, people of color or women entrepreneurs that they know who could be small business owners. Sorry, just to be clear, the community round is when a startup or an investment firm goes out to smaller retail investors that may be part of a community, may not be, uh, may or may know of, of the company, may not, um, but they will donate, uh, sorry, not donate, invest in small amounts um, into the, into the That's firm. That's right, right. So this is not design, I mean, this opens this investment opportunity to non-accredited investors as well, right? So anybody who can write a $200 check, which is the minimum amount, can come in. They don't need to be accredited. So it really democratizes the opportunity for everyone to be able to have an impact as well as generate a meaningful investment return as well. You speak in the um, in the guest post about barriers facing diverse emerging um, and new impact fund managers when you when you're raising money. Can you talk a bit about those barriers? Yeah, I mean, you know, keeping the diversity aside, you know, when, when you're talking about impact alpha, you know, you're, at least what we are talking about is you know how do we come up with new solutions to existing problems. 
And we're trying to build a fund around that. You know, the, the first barrier is track record because this has not been done before, right? We're not trying to create another venture fund. We're not trying to create another private equity fund where everybody has a set of rules that they play by and expectations. And if you have done it before, you can go raise money. We're trying to create something novel and something new that really gets to the systemic reasons why we have, at least in our case, this racial inequality um, when it comes to entrepreneurship. Yeah, so so the, the big challenge is track record, right, when, when you're doing something new like this. Uh, the second is GP commitment. You know, if you're trying to raise a, a fund, you need to be able to put a GP commitment piece down. And the third is you need that initial capital to experiment with these new solutions and new ideas before you come to the market saying, here's a fund, this is how we're going to do it. You know, Again, we're trying to be, do something non-extractive out of the box, which requires some experimentation and testing before we can point to attraction and track record. And so by going out to um, a broader set of retail investors, you're able to potentially bring in that money um, to establish that track record and have money for those early expenses that that other funds have, um, perhaps, but not a new fund manager. Right. And doing it through this community round concept also gives us access to impact, you know, investors, folks who are thinking about impact and who can help us you know, really design these strategies and solutions, right? They can be part of building the solution because they believe in what we're doing. So it's not just us saying this is what we're going to do. It's sort of being inclusive with getting ideas from people who've tried to do things before, who've looked at this problem from a different angles, and we can make them and their ideas part of a solution. And, and, and going this route didn't preclude you from bringing on a lead investor uh, for the round. As well, right? Can you can you say some more about that? Yeah, that's right. So so you know we're, we're taking money in from accredited investors and non-accredited investors, and we're also taking money in through the donor advice fund platforms. Uh, so we just recently got a huge check from uh, an investor through the Impact Assets donor advice fund platform, and now we have a few other that has opened up a channel for us to get more investments from other donor advice fund holders on the impact assets platform. But our very first anchor investor was actually RSF social finance, you know, who play a lot in that DAF space and are pretty innovative and sort of forward thinkers in this space. Um, I, I want to continue on the community round path uh, because it is so unique. Um, we've seen a lot of startups do this, um, turning customers and fans into investors um, are more funds taking this route? I think they're starting to. You know, I think we need to give credit to Arlen Hamilton from Backstage Capital, who, who did this a few years ago, uh, raised money for her management entity. And, uh, you know, she honestly opened up my eyes to that that opportunity. And so we're beginning to see other folks coming besides us. You know, there's, I think, Earnest Capital, formerly called the Calm Fund, and Source and a couple of others that are going down this route. And, and just speak a bit more directly about why the community round helps overcome some of those earlier barriers we spoke about. Yeah, well, I mean, people investing through the community round are, are investing because they believe in the mission, right? And they, they're not investing in a in a established track record and an established product or service. You know, they're, they're willing to take that early risk, uh, investment risk, if you will, 
in, in terms of how the solution is going to be developed and delivered. Uh, so, so that's one one big reason. You know, we're, we're we're not going after traditional angel investors in that sense who have a different expectation. Uh, hey, but one last question on the on the model for New Majority: um, Boomers retiring from cash flow positive businesses um, is not something you often hear about, but it's actually a really large market. Um, can you speak to the opportunity in acquiring and, and and continuing to run some of these types of businesses? Yeah, it's it's it's, in, it's an interesting, uh, you know, overlooked market opportunity. Uh, you know, we were looking at the data, and there was something published where it's, where they said ten million small business owners will be retiring over the next ten to fifteen years, right? So they've been started by baby boomers, and you know, they're they're getting close to retirement age, or COVID has sort of pushed them to think about exiting their business earlier and enjoying you know, the rest of their life. Um, and so there's a, there's a huge supply of these businesses, you know, anything from you know, landscape companies, HVAC companies, B2B service companies, a lot of small niche manufacturing companies are coming up for sale. And you don't need an MBA to go run these businesses. You, know, you need grit, empathy, obviously general business management skills. Um, so it really makes it much much an easier path to bring people of color and women onto this path of economic prosperity to become business owners uh, with much lower risk than, than the traditional entrepreneurship path. Finally, Havel, well, how can folks get involved and what's your call to action to other agents of impact? Uh, yeah, visit us, visit our, our BeFunder page, you know, BeFunder.com slash New Majority Capital, um, or come visit us on our website, reach out to us and let us know how we can collaborate. Fantastic. Thank you, Havel. Good luck. And please do keep in touch. Will do. Thank you so much. And that's going to do it for this week's Impact Briefing. Thanks to Dennis, Havel, and our producer, Isaac Silk. Ready to try Impact Alpha? Sign up for Impact Alpha Open free of charge directly at impactalpha.com. Grab a subscription and get full access to the site, Agents of Impact calls, and the daily email brief. Just go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe and choose an annual subscription. Thank you for listening. I'm Anique Aiken. Take care. <laughs>